The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead the Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Hi, welcome to I Lead the Leadership Connection, and I'm so excited to be on today. I'm out here in Silicon Valley. I've been here for a couple of days uh, running a uh, session for a senior leadership team on uh, driving execution and culture transformation, and we've had the great privilege of having uh, someone talk to us um, about the changing tides of uh, technology and how that's going to change the workplace over the next 10 or 15 years. Some really wonderful, wonderful insights. But what's come out of that is some of the basics that are tried and true are not going to change. Command and control leadership is over. Um, Leaders that care about their people and focus on the people, that is the prevailing leadership style that's going to be necessary for the 21st century. And it's becoming increasingly more obvious that this is critical to build the kinds of cultures that are agile, can operate with speed, can develop trust with people so that people can do what it is that they need to do to drive a larger purpose, which when you think about it, you know, we just were talking with LinkedIn and their sales force and the purpose of linking professional people around the world and really being a job skill gap uh, closer so that they're able to go into geographies around the world and capture all the skills that exist in a particular geographic area and then compare that to all the jobs that are needed and the skills needed for those jobs in the geographic area. It's fascinating uh, how industry and business is going to change. The driverless car is here. It's probably going to be a reality in the next 10 years. That's going to change the whole auto insurance industry and turn it on its head. It's fascinating being here at Facebook. I was here when they were first building the Facebook campus out here in Menlo Park, and it's like a mini city within a city, very cool. Everywhere I look, there's bicycles hanging. Uh, There's extra helmets in case people forgot their helmets. There's food courts with all sorts of different kind of food. Average age is uh, 28 years of age. Um, We all look like dinosaurs because we're in business clothes and everybody's in there. Uh, cool jeans and hoodies, but it's 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 quite a place and quite a learning experience. And the vision for Facebook of now starting to be able to connect people, not only on a social level um, for fun, but being able to connect people in a business environment for immediate feedback, learning, training is really uh, outstanding. So stay tuned. I'm going to have much more to say to this. But Here's the one big takeaway I've gotten from this area, and that is what I just said, that the basic tried and true approaches to building and transforming organizations are still relevant, if not more relevant and more necessary now than they ever were before. Before, businesses could hum along and they didn't get disintermediated for 10, 100 years. But look what happened to Blockbuster well, with Netflix. And look how Netflix has transformed over the last couple of years, five years, and, and, and changed everything. And that disruption is not going to go away. That's here to stay. And the tools for organizational development are going to be increasingly more essential. And as I listen to the new leaders coming up, they're saying things like culture is so important, having the right values, 
is essential. And if we don't live our values, we're not going to have a trusted and engaged environment. And people are going to go other places. And if we don't have a clear purpose that's exciting to people, which isn't a number, you know, people are not going to want to commit their time and energy to working here. And so how do we drive those organizations that are really transformative? Which leads me to today's guest. I have a wonderful gentleman with me today who I have known for many, many years. I've been a devotee and a tremendous admirer of Roland Sullivan. Sullivan. Roland is one of the original 100 change agents that really started the foundation of organizational development, which if any of you have listened to me before, you know that I contend that it's the OD skills, not the human resource skills, that are the skills that are going to transform organizations, and I'm sure Roland agrees. Uh, Roland comes from the uh, greater Minneapolis-St. Paul area. He has done projects all over the world with some of the best, Warren Bennis. Um, he has just completed his fourth organization development edition um, with Wiley Press. It's a must-read with case studies from all over the world. And, Roland, I've got to be in your next one. Um, yes. But join me in welcoming Roland Sullivan to the show. Thanks so much for joining me, Roland. I'm honored, Dr. Sharkey, and I have the utmost respect for you because you have studied at a Benedictine University, which I consider one of the best organization, well, the best global organization doctoral program uh, coming out of the U.S., and I was in that program at George Williams in the 60s before it moved to Benedictine, so I know wow. the high quality uh, of all, all of the group dynamics and the social psychology that we learned. So, what's your first question? Well, you know, I just wanted to say, give another plug to Benedictine. I mean, if it wasn't for my degree from uh, Benedictine University, I tell you, uh, I don't think I would have gotten my job at H uh, at GE, and I don't think I would have been able to do all the transformative things that, that I did. It, it's been an incredibly wonderful experience, and I just feel so fortunate. And I met people like you through that experience, so it was great. So, Roland, when we first started talking about this, I, I said to it in my introduction, what, uh, you know, what are the main principles that you see? You do transformation and leadership development all over the world and uh, are currently doing some pretty juicy projects. So when we talked, you had um, a few things that were really most essential to really transform organizations that you found still hold true today. Tell me a couple of those things. Okay, sure. Okay, number one, and that is that I believe the leadership needs to walk the talk and they first must transform themselves. The relationship between the CEO and his or her team is the most important relationship in the organization. That's one. Number two, I believe that an internal change agent needs to be uh, empowered, positioned, and competent to lead the system-wide change. I believe that they can become the most powerful person in the entire organization, and especially in concert with with the CEO. So those are two of my... My most favorite. Do you want me to share some more? Well, no. Let's 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 just talk about those two for a moment. And in right. your experience, how frequently do you see this level of competence? Which, of course, is why I wanted to, Bene- to go to Benedictine because I wanted to increase my own personal level of competence as, as a change agent in an organization. But as you travel around, do you see that there is this level of competence in organizations? No. I do not believe it's there. 70% Dr. Burke says, and I've just reaffirmed this with him, of the change efforts fail. Uh, Dr. Rothwell tells me on on a side note that no good HR programs prevail after three years. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, 30% only prevail after three years. Um, As I go, I just came from 10 months in Asia, Africa, and uh, India, they are thirsty for change, and there is not the competence there that's needed. 
And also I will say, on a side note, it's no longer about change. Now it's about transformation. The organization has to have a magical breakthrough that Kathy Miller first gave us at Ford and that David Cooper Ryder is giving us with all his great summits. Yeah, uh, and, and why do you think, um, on, on, your, on your first point, walk the talk? That's what I was doing here, working with the company, and we're really talking about that leadership alignment, the CEO with his or her team, and really working through those tough issues to really exhibit the behavior that they want to see in the rest of the organization. Why is this so hard? Intellectually, they get it. Why is it so hard? Exactly. Right. I think I think you and I were at the boardroom of uh, in London, Blacklist Smith Klein, yeah. right? And I we had I think twenty five percent of the world's revenue in the room. That's you know, exactly large right. oil company, et cetera, If you remember, and I asked yes. the group, I says, "What? These are all the top HROD executives of these Johnson and Johnson and so forth. Right. Says, yes. What's your biggest challenge?" And he says, the top team is not aligned and it's not together. They're all competing with each other. And I says, well, what are you going to do about it? They didn't have a clue. And right. so uh, what, uh, I just believe that a great team building, team development, team process that we've created in the OD field over the years needs to be applied. And uh, each different consultant may do it in their own way but they've got to get the attention of that top person. That person has got to want to change, got to change their mindset, change their behior, because the whole organization is looking at them and their top team. And if that they don't exactly change, right. if they're and not serious, not going to happen. That's exactly right, Roland, and that's a perfect time to work. We're at break, and we're going to talk about this um, when, we, when we come back from break, and I want to explore this notion of transformation with you. Stay with us. We'll be back shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Wednesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time for our special series on game-changing HR leaders. Learn how you can become the savvy leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next wave of business innovation. Game-Changing HR Leaders, presented by SAP and America's SAP Users Group. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to one 866 Four seven two five seven nine zero. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag #ILeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now back to I Lead the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and I'm broadcasting here today from the Silicon Valley Menlo Park uh, location, headquarters actually of Facebook. And one of the things that's striking me as I'm here, you know, all our other big corporate conglomerations, you see people in their offices or 
uh, you know, in their pod areas doing work here. People are moving all over the campus. Uh, there's people out in the middle. There's people having meetings on the side. All sorts of activity going on everywhere in very non-traditional kinds of spaces. It's, it's, it's very exciting. And uh, I'm talking with Roland Sullivan, and we were talking about how the tried-and-true practices of organizational transformation hold true now more so than ever. Um, Roland, you were saying that it's no longer about change. It's about transformation. Say some more about that. Yes. Uh, David Huell is one of the futurists says that we are now in the decade of transformation. And number two, the Drucker Institute just met 2,500 people in Vienna. And, and the great Gary uh, Hamill was the keynote. They concluded at the end of their conference that all organizations and countries must focus on transformation right now. And that incremental change and the old change stuff isn't fast enough and quick enough. And they said they don't know how to do it. Right. Well, I know how to do it, but they're going to figure it out. And the and the companies that figure out how to transform, to change, and become very effective, get their purpose clear, change their their culture dramatically, are the ones that are going to soar and sail upward and upward. You know that is so true because as I look at uh, some of the companies that now are the largest and, and best companies in the in the top. Uh, 50, 60 companies, and then what's happened to some of these others that have been totally disrupted, you know, they were bureaucratic, uh, incremental change, they didn't want to rock the boat too much, and now these younger companies like Facebook, Twitter, um, Google, etc., are using this rapid change process, all focused around driving a bigger purpose and a more compelling purpose than themselves, which I think is extremely exciting. So what are the it's, first steps? Oh, the first steps. Well, for me, as I say, get that top team transformed. Then what I have uniquely done is I've taken the legacy of Ron Lippett, Kathy Danamela, and I do large groups of 100 to 2,000 people for three days. I've never seen anybody get transformation except two cases in less than the group sleeping on their data over two nights, and Marv Weisberg, the senior change person of the world living today, probably agrees with me. So right. I agree with about, you. Good. So it's about getting a purpose and outcomes from that top team. And then a design team goes and creates an interactive large group process based on the direction they're given. And that team themselves have to transform themselves as a team and individually so they can go model it with the group. And I say you can't do it probably less than five days. And you come up with 25 revisions. You come up with 75-page script. Everything is planned. Everything is set. And then you go do it. And out of that comes a tremendous magical release, a paradigm shift. The caterpillar becomes the butterfly, and then it starts to sustain itself. Momentum goes and spreads throughout the entire organization. So that's kind of and it in a nutshell. It becomes viral, actually. Yes, yes, it becomes viral. Yes. Um, so, so tell the, me something. How do you? Uh, what do you do as a leadership team to make sure that they stay accountable? Uh, LinkedIn said some very interesting stuff uh, today. They talked about that they uh, really don't talk about the numbers. They talk, they start every meeting with their culture and their values uh, and the behaviors yeah. that they're exhibiting. Well, I mean, that's an obvious one, and it's easier said than done. And, you know, you and I could tell companies to do that and suggest they do that, but they may not. But So how do you hold leaders accountable to doing what they say? Number one, in that top transformation experience of two and a half days, we document every change action and commitment that every executive is going to give and do. We, we document the commitments and actions for the team. We document the same for how they're going to lead the organization. And then the internal person comes and holds their feet to the fire. And uh, Barbara Bunker and Billy Alvin, probably the two leading women living today in organization development, they will say what you do is you have frequent face-to-face meetings. That's, their research says that's the best way 
to hold the group accountable. And then you start using all this project management stuff that the change management people are using. And so right. it's, it's very scientific. And you know what's really interesting because, you know, we've been saying that for years and the, the world sort of moved away from the need to have face-to-face meetings, et cetera. But now I'm, I'm uh, talking with and meeting with all of these other uh, technology companies that are saying, you know what, we have to have face-to-face meetings. Face-to-face meetings build understanding, build relationships, builds trust, builds openness, builds honesty. And without that, um, quarterly or at least twice a year, we can't uh, get the agility and the speed that we need to have because the interpersonal relationships just get in the way if we don't build those kinds of That's relationships. Absolutely. What, what's your thought you on that? It's the the personal, goal, the personal relationship is all about. That's what's important. So my, my belief is that people need to get together in the system once a year deeply, and then they can do all the exciting um, virtual online communication with technology and so forth. But something happens when people are eye to eye. And, and what goes on is a, a room catharsis. Uh, Jack Gibb, back in the 60s, called it euphoric interchange. Um, I love that. Uh, isn't, that isn't that interesting? And, and, yeah. and so that afterglow he also used uh, of this irreal experience stays. And, and it continues, but then they've got to come back together because the world has probably changed so much in 12 months that they need to have a new identity again. And that's what happens in these big meetings. They discover themselves who they are in the moment. It can't be a Ford assembly line that didn't have to change for 25 years. Right. Oh, well, that's just simply not going to work in today's. In today's world, things are just moving so quickly, and what was a great product yesterday is uh, not such a great product the next day. And the world is going digital. There's no, there's, there's, there's no two ways about it. Um, what, what? Tell me about your best. You know, what was the most exciting change project that you ever led? My most exciting was with a Fortune 100 company. Oh, I, I said I wasn't going to mention it, but I'll just say all state. Because I okay. worked for the customer, which is true, it's all state. I worked for their customer service division of 6,000 people. And the key was John, the leader, who Tom, just CEO of Allstate, just made a lifetime change maker of, the, of, the, of his career for the entire company. He probably saved the company. And the results were magnificent. We went from 77 to 84% customer satisfaction on half a billion interactions a year. They have a lot of customers. You know, they're on every street corner in America. And, and so, and, and we were able to save the second year. I don't know if you were there at the Ritz with BPI in Chicago. I don't, uh, no, I, I don't think you. BPI in Chicago, yes. Okay, well, John was there, and, and he, I remember him saying the second year they saved $250 million. The first year, I was told by Chris Worley, who evaluated the project from USC, because he, was so, he heard about it and was so curious about it, they spent $5 million and they returned $96 million because Allstate measures absolutely everything. But the key thing is it spread to the IT department, and then it went to the region. Uh, then I came back in and I did the region in Florida, and they became the call. Um, they they won the best region in the entire country the year following. And now, just this last week, uh, one of my colleagues, one of my daughter, she just transformed the new leader in Washington D.C. before they had those snowstorm. And so they're still doing it, and there's. That's the key thing. It's sustainable. And um, what else would you like to know more about it? But, you know, Roland, I'd like to make a comment about that because one of the people that I'm with is uh, from Allstate. And it's so interesting listening to this person talk because she clearly comes from a culture that has used uh, all these sort of transformational tools and, you know, gets people on board really looks at what's the future state, does the analysis of the... I mean, this is just built into this woman's DNA. So Allstate has built this into 
the DNA of their company. I think it's still a very good and viable company. No? Always there is. I mean, they're, they're, people don't want to leave there. They, right. they, they are doing, uh, they're doing not, uh, great financially. They've made the shift to the e-world, and, um, uh, you know, they're, they're succeeding without question. Yeah, yeah. And so, so tell me, which was, can you give me an example of a, of a place with, which was like an incredible challenge? The incredible challenge was to marry, align the top executive team with the max mix or representatives of the large system. And the, the magic that we created there is we call the thing uh, elephant questions. You know, the elephant in the room, you know, it's right. the, the iceberg it will be below the waterline. This is the culture and real stuff. And so a key was to get all those questions out anonymously and give them to the executive team. And they had to, and they did so well in answering them as honestly and as openly as they could. So it was about the challenge was to bring out the truth of the system safely so no one got hurt, and then to take and the energy and the aspiration and move it into action and commitment. But so much of the actions that follow up were just spontaneous. It's like they just went home and lit up, you know, yeah. uh, what was going on. That's so exciting. Hold that thought, Roland. We are at break. Sure. And we'll be back, and we're going to talk uh, more with uh, Roland Sullivan. We're going to talk about other steps that you need to take to drive transformation in today's world. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag I Lead TLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host, 
and I have with me today Roland Sullivan, and we're having a great conversation about the elements of really transforming organizations and transforming them rapidly. And I loved what Roland was talking about as the uh, whole systems change, getting the whole organization or a good chunk of the management and leadership team in the room to work their way through it. This is what builds the excitement and enthusiasm. And if there's a master at it, it's you, Roland, that's for sure. So, Roland, you've done a lot of research on... uh, uh, Can you share with me the five truths that you were talking with me about earlier? Yes. Kathy Dannemiller and I and Dr. Rothwell from Penn State, who runs the best HRD uh, PhD master's program, according to USA and World Report or whatever that is, we identified the top best most competent large group facilitators in the world. The first person we talked to was David Cooper, your friend. And right. this is, and the PhD students from Case and so forth, uh, uh, and, and from Penn State, interviewed all these people. Now, 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 Kathy passed away. We didn't get the book written, but we've got a chapter that we can share with people. But here's the five truths. Number one, it's about the system. And, and transformation connects all things within and around a system. So it's, in, it's enterprise-wide because these, you and I have heard so many times when you impact change in one part of a system, it impacts the total. And what CEOs want today, I saw the research from Dr. Glory out of Africa. She's the third most big need they have is to help make system-wide decisions fast that are accurate. And this that does it. So number yeah. two, you've already mentioned it, purpose. Transformation is clearly purposeful. It's, the purpose is created by the top, but it, it, oftentimes it changes when the whole system's truth comes out because the whole system is smarter than the CEO today. That's number right. two. The third one is it's a journey. Warner Burke says the reason that these change processes fail or the transformation doesn't work is people don't stay at it. They need to continue to learn from what they're doing. They need to get feedback about what's going on. Then there needs to be the commitment for it to go long term. And, of course, that's why the internal change agent is so important because they're the ones that take it long term. So that's number three. The fourth one uh, you and I know, I mean, <laughs> you're, a, you're a scholar practitioner. You've got to have theory. And so transformation needs to be guided by the accuracy, and you're so right, Linda, that some of the theories that we had in organization development from the 70s, the 60s, about empowerment and engagement and group dynamics and feedback and general systems theory still is relevant today. So it's got to be good theory. And, of course, the last one, which you mentioned, that you're very excited about, and I just heard your last program with Dr. Jim about values. It's all value-driven, and the new young people like values. They want to have something just beyond money. They want to help the world, and it's people values because that's when you touch the hearts of people, that's when they start getting effective and getting high-performing. Yep. Yep. I think that that's so true. And so so tell me, Roland, um, if you had, uh, if, if you were going in and you were talking to uh, a CEO in Africa, what, how would you get him or her to start this journey? Well, I do it all the time. Here's what I do. I give them a one-sentence definition of organization transformation. And I usually create it with the local person. And then we just share it. We say, this is what we do. And then I say, what are your challenges? And they talk, and you can't get, get them to be quiet. And, then, right. and then, then what I say is, okay, I have a process that, oh, well, the no, first thing I say is, oh, I've seen all those. Because Dr. Dorr, uh, Tordal, I'm sorry, from the University of Minnesota. He's coming out with a book. It'll be the 17 major challenges that all organizations deal with. There's only 17 of them he's seen. He's the productivity guru of the world, responsible mm-hmm. for China's productivity. And, and so 
I say, well, I've seen all that before, and I have a process. And then we co-create together. And I go, I go right through the 10 steps that I go through and get a yes or a no on each of them, and we adjust them. And they usually get excited because they are in such need for help, and they know, Africa knows, that they've got an absolutely incredible potential and they know that they're not very good at what they do. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. So tell me, you know, we talked about the, the first three steps, you know, of uh, getting uh, behavior uh, alignment. You talked right. about the five truths. We talked about getting a, a good internal resource group. We talked about right. the whole system uh, uh uh, a change uh, initiative, right. getting um, everyone in the room uh, for the transformation. What are the other ones? Well, this is one of your favorites, and that yeah. is leadership. Yeah, under the top team must transform. They must get it. You, you know, they must get the new leadership stuff. John at Allstate said he threw out everything he ever learned about leadership. When he got in dialogue with his people, okay? So we got to listen, as Dr. Kostenbaum says. Then another one that's very key is I create a strategic transformation office that, that it's like key people outside of the hierarchy, the top strategic planner, HR person, top marketing, you know, about four, five, seven people. They become advisors to the CEO on the entire transformation effort. And they kind of govern and gear and so forth. So that's key. The next one is, is that we've we got to shift the critical mass, as we talked about in big group. But then there's two big important words, and that's communication and social media. Yeah. You've got to unleash the communication through the whole system so that it can continue to learn as it goes. And you use the social media. Use the internal Facebook or whatever to keep everybody in, in touch with each other. And I just get, so I'll just finish up. So, so probably the, the last one is you need to engage everyone. So in the Allstate case, I said, no, we can't put everybody through this. And we had a big argument. And this is what we're going to. And so they, they put 5,000 people through one-day transformation experiences. They distilled what we did in the three days. Um, the critical mass had already moved. So everybody was ready, and they got transformation in the rest of those people. And so the point I'm making, unlike Michael Beer at Harvard in his organizational fit process, which he tells me doesn't do this, and, and, and cascading doesn't work, some way you've got to involve, engage the hearts of the people in the entire system. And you can use social media to do that. So, so those, are, those are the other kinds of things. Oh, and one last, and that's what you and I grew up on, because uh, Ron uh, Lippert, who was a consultant at George Williams and Benedictine, wrote the first book ever on change, Dynamics of Planet Change, 1957. He says, action research. We've got to continually to research to the action that's going on in the organization and use that data, that feedback, to help us learn and go forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they're starting to do that even around, um, you know, all projects now. People are starting to put in place, you know, tracking systems and three-month ways of looking at what's really going on and then um, using that to iterate. And so it sounds like it's... um, you know, sort of continuous improvement, but it's it's really not. It's it is really more revolutionary. Taking small pilot initiatives, testing yes. them that are really going to drive big significant change. See how it works, which is action research, and then taking it and more broadly expanding it across the organization in a, in a methodic kind of way. And at right. each iteration, learning from it and uh, making the adjustments so that you're constantly retooling, which I, I think sounds pretty. It's all stuff you and I know, but it it, it is it um, really applies in today's uh, world in today's marketplace. So, Roland, I wanted to ask you: um, 
How do you select the right internal team? How do you, how do you guide <laughs> a leader? Because a lot of these people don't exist, as, as you and I noted, in organizations. Well, the first thing I do is the decision is by the CEO or the executive of the function or department we're working on. And the, they most, mostly must have relationships with the entire system and the top person. They have to be trusted. They have to be willing to model change themselves. And, and they need to be willing to go off and get education. And they need to learn. They need to get on LinkedIn and be reading once a week the stuff that you're posting there. And they, they need to have your new book that's coming. They've got to stay educated. And so uh, that's like, so the key thing is that they have an ability to remain neutral and facilitate. And it really yeah. can't be a person that's got the HR hat because when they see the organization sees an HR person come down the hall, they think of compliance. They say, now, now what, what uh, am I going to require to do different now because of them? Instead, it needs to be somebody that can be totally open and objective to every part of the system but always highly supportive to the top person. Yeah, I, I think that that's very, very good advice. And we're going to be taking a quick break. Stay with us, Roland. A, uh, uh email came in from the field, uh, so that I'd like to ask you that uh, when we come back sure. from break. Stay with us. We're talking Great. to Roland Sullivan about whole systems transformation. <laughs> You'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead, the leadership connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey. I have with me Roland Sullivan today, one of the leading uh, top 100 change agents, uh, one of the originals that helped develop all of the wonderful content and approaches that we have today that are more relevant now than uh, almost ever. Uh, Roland, we had a, f- a question come in from the field that was uh, uh, emailed in. It's, it is actually from somebody here in Silicon Valley who does the OD and H 
our work, and it's an HR leader who's trying to figure out how does she, uh, what advice you have for her in bringing more of the OD components into HR, and if that really can be effective. Great, great question. Uh, number one, I'm going to send, uh, I'll be on my blog uh, tomorrow, um, the chapter from my practice in my fourth edition with David Jamison, who I think is one of the leading uh, OD people, and, and Bill Rothwell, one of the leading HR people. They have a conversation about this. But I just made a presentation in India, and if I'm just, I'm going to read from my PowerPoint, this will also be there. So, the first point is this, they all must converge to help the organization change faster. And HR has been, co- can, been conflicted around the change area because it deals with compliance. It pre- deals with preventing loss and minimizes risk. But on the other part, it deals with creating sustained culture and talent. So it's schizophrenic. And so both HR and OD must deal with the human street part of the strategic and organization change. That's point one. Yeah. Okay. And and I think that HR's job is to help the human spirit flourish so that we can increase innovative productivity. They can find ways to do that. But the challenge, Dr. Jamison says, and Bill says, is that they need to converge. So there needs to be an integration of tasks and roles into blended strategic partner positions. The work needs to be separated and match the skill of the practitioner. And the clients need to know the difference of whether they're working with HROD. And the compliance enhancement of, of human talent don't integrate well. So there needs to be... New delivery models. That's the bottom line. And, and you know what, Colin, I, I, I just want to add to that because you, you've got a really great point here, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the, the, the key here is that with technology as it is, so much of some of the compliance things that were critical and done before don't take up as much of HR's time. And so, in my view, HR needs to morph into helping the organization and individuals flourish from a human spirit perspective. So, I, I couldn't help but build that point in. Absolutely. And so, there needs to be a revisitation of what it deeply means to uh, deal with the needs of both talent and both change. And, and we also need to drop the tension between, in the past, between OD and HR. We just need to get hand in hand and collaborate. Right. I, um, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and yeah. I think that companies are crying for more of the OD capability than the HR capability, actually. So, well, that was a great answer. And I, I want to ask, you have a wonderful blog and ways that people can get a hold of you and get information from you, and it's a rich blog. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, just simply, it's Rollin Sullivan blog. Just Google Rollin Sullivan blog, and I just did it, and it comes up. And I'm going to be putting a lot more stuff there because I'm going. To, I'm at my stage of my life where I want to share what I've learned, uh, and yeah. and so uh, more and more will be coming. And I'm going to start a book on whole system transformation that will come on the blog and ultimately will be an iBook. And, um, and, and, and this will be a lot of resources. You know, let me give you one story. Ron Lippitt, I was in his office just after he passed away uh, in Michigan, and he had 150 slots around his office where there was handouts. And Peggy, his wife, said that every time he would create something, he'd put another 100, in, 100 pieces of paper in there, and every time he went out, he would grab some and pass it out because he believed, and I'll quote directly, he says, organization development field must disseminate knowledge freely. And so I uh, give a lot of stuff away, and, uh, and um, actually, uh, I'm going to, if they go to, the website of my practice and organization development book, 
I'm going to have a plethora of things there. I've got like probably a hundred articles there now that's free. And so, um, actually for this group, especially, I'm going to, I'm going to give you that link. It'll be on my Good. blog here, you know, uh, for people to, to, uh, but, but Linda, tell me about yeah. your new book because I believe that we as practitioners must know what's going on out there in the world. And it's, yeah. you seem to be researching that as well as anybody. Tell us yeah. the most important well, thing I need to know. Thank you. Thank you, Roland, for asking that. Yes, I'm very excited. Myself and my co-author, Murad, Murad Barrett, uh, are going to be publishing with Wiley Press, and our new book is called Future Proof. And we've done a great deal of research around the 10 factors that are impacting the 21st century workforce and what you have to do about it. And I'll give you an example. Diversity is a thing of the 90s. Inclusion is a thing of the 21st century. And uh, the the, the other thing, oh, I have a group coming back in uh, into the Facebook area, so I'm just going to probably have to wrap up this call, but it's, it's really going to be a great book. The other thing is that bias is going to be an issue that people are really going to need to have to talk about and they're going to have to understand because at the root of all change is a critical understanding of what our personal biases are and what we can do about them and what those biases are that are getting in the way and that are helping us uh, or hindering us from unleashing the human spirit so that we can include everybody in our thinking and in our planning in, in our future transformation. So, uh, and there's no question that leadership is going to continue to be uh, values-driven in a most important way. So you can hear in the background that a group is reconvening um, in our Facebook room. So you can hear the energy of everybody who's been around at Facebook today. It's All very right. exciting. So, um, Roland, let me thank you so much for being on the show today. I greatly appreciate it. It was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I think we're going to have to drop off early, but you can get a hold of Roland at the Roland Sullivan uh, blog. Stay tuned about my new book that's going to be coming out. We'll be, I'm talking about it, and uh, I will be in Dubai at the end of uh, February and March and talking about what leaders need to do around these 10 factors that are shaping the 21st century workplace. So thanks again for being with me, and uh, stay tuned to next week. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead, The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 